Okay, let us begin our discussion of Parsha Zos Habracha. Zos Habracha, we don't usually get to uh, discuss that in a uh, an official setting, but Baruch Hashem, this uh, this year's scheduling, Kaddish Baruch Hu made it uh, made it e- made it easy for us. We have a week for Haz, two weeks for Hazinu, so we did Hazinu last week. Zos Habracha and Beth Hashem after Yantif will pick up again the Wednesday of Parsha's Bracious. Wednesday of Parsha's Bracious, uh, we will pick up Bracious and Noach. We still haven't had a shear on. And the Lech Lecha was the uh, the first one uh, last year. So Baruch Hashem, we're going straight uh, shear by shear. Next week, I do not think there'll be a shear next Wednesday night. It'll be uh, Ben Yom Kippur L'Sukkis. We'll be all uh, Sukkis uh, involved and Dalad Medim involved. So Baruch Hashem, after tonight, the next year will be Bracious, um, the Wednesday after Yantif. Okay, so let's get into Zosah Bracha. Again, anything said tonight, one is allowed to repeat at any of the meals on Sukkot. We don't only uh, prepare with Divrei Torah for the Seder. One is allowed and even encouraged to uh, to give Divrei Torah by uh, by all the meals uh, and all the Sudot, um, even already starting the Shabbos and Sukkot, and um, feel free. So, because the Parsha starts off, I'm going to talk a couple of thoughts on the on the first Pasuk. On the first Pasuk. V'zos ha-bracha asher beirach Moshe Ish elokim. This is the bracha that Moshe gave. Ish elokim, the godly man. Ish elokim as b'nei Yisrael l'fnei Moshe before he died. Right? Ish elokim. Interesting uh, term. Not not Moshe is not called that uh, too often. Ask the Arachayim Akadosh. A couple of questions. Source number one. Vizos habracha. Zorach ladas omro vizos b'tosefes vav b'tchilas inyan. First of all, what's the vav? What's the vav? Vizos habracha, connecting to the previous. Right? Most parshas start off with a vav. That's true. Most parshas start off with a vav. Vayetze Yaakov, Vayechi. Right? Many parshas. Vayishma Yisro. So most parshas start off with a vav. But specifically, is there a specific message here about Zos habracha connecting to the end of Ha'azinu? So, question one. Question two. Otsarach ladas, le'eze inyin nem arkola kasuv. What do you need the whole pasuk for? The whole pasuk is somewhat extra. Moshe Rabbeinu is speaking at the end of Hazinu. He's continuing to speak at the beginning of Zos Bracha. We could tell exactly what he's going to say and what he's going to do. So what do you need this title Pasuk of? This is the Bracha. If it's to tell me who is blessing and who is being blessed, we know already. Just start with the next Pasuk. And if it's to tell me that Moshe did this right before he died, we don't know exactly what day it was. We know that in the last week's parsha, Hashem took it, took Moshe Rabbeinu up and said, "Look out at Eretz Canaan, look out at Eretz Yisrael, and you're going to die soon." And then the end of the bracha, Moshe dies. So what's the whole reason for the whole pasuk? And what's, what, what do we need to know about when this bracha was being given? So what is the purpose of this pasuk? Ask the Arachayim. Venire. So we're going to have two answers. One is from the Arachayim. Venire is kave nakasiv lishabeach isho elokim magadu maasav. This pasuk is telling me a tremendous maila about Moshe Rabbeinu. What he did. Kine. Because after all, the parshas hakodemis lozeh in the previous parsha, samuch l'ma'amar v'zos habracha milafanah. What's right before? What's at the end of Azinu? Amar kasuv hechleit hagzera al Moshe lamus ko'omro ale ale al har ha'avarim v'chulu umus v'chulu al asher v'chulu. Right? What happens right after this? Not just before. Moshe is about to die. He knows he's about to die. He knows he's going to die without going into Eretz Israel. 
He knows that. The Imkain Yomar HaOmer. Since he knows that, one would have thought he was just told you're not going in. He got his last looks. What would he do at the end? What would he be feeling inside? Yomar HaOmer. I would have said, Ki Maybe he would feel a little upset, bear a little grudge. After why isn't he going into Eretz Yisrael? Is it purely his fault? Is it purely his fault? Or does it have to do with the nation? Does it have to do with the Am? Al Misaso Asher Hayelo Siba in Bnei Yisrael Achas Sharatz Acharem Kesus. Right, he spent his whole life for this nation. He did everything for this nation. And there are different pshatim about exactly what the sin was. But Garmalo Misa B'Chutz Laaretz. They had a part in it that he wasn't going into Eretz Yisrael. Umanuhu Me'avar Haaretz Asher Nichsav Avakam Kol Sanaf He yearned so hard for it. And they're not letting him in. We mentioned the Meshachachim in the past who says maybe they, he couldn't go in because they would have deified him. Right? And therefore, he, he can't go in because of them. So, Viteva Enosh, what's natural? Natural of a person. If somebody wrongs me, if I feel upset about something, even if I'm trying to let it slide, I'm still a little... It's hard to get over. Viteva Enosh, Yarchik Hasovev Ra. Anything that causes, right, even if something causes me to do something wrong, I'll try to stay away from them. If somebody causes me to falter, I'll stay away. Even though, of course, Moshe Rabbeinu is a tremendous patient and a savlon, I'm fine, Moshe Rabbeinu doesn't bear a grudge, doesn't hate them. But to go closer, just the opposite, he said, that's, that's like impossible. He, he, they, they had a hand in Moshe's, Moshe's uh, tripping. That's what this passage is teaching me. Moshe previously is told the Gzair is not changing. And he knows it's all over. And what does he do right before he dies? The Zos Habracha Shebirach Moshe Abba Yisrael. He still overcomes all of it. And is able to give a bracha to Klal Yisrael. The Heir Alat Sadik V'yamar. Kilmulvad Shalosani Osam. Not only did he not hate them. V'lo Herchika Milibo. Od Lo Zos Habracha. Viv with the Vav. Connecting to earlier. V'zos Habracha. Even with all that background. Still, he's able to give this bracha. Ulazeh Amar Vizos Petosefes Vav Lo Ha'ir Geder Akodem to connect to what's earlier. She is Tovev Mehamamar Hasamuch Vehavein, and that's the emphasis in the pasuk of Samach Lamisaso. Right? By, by, as the pasuk goes again, Vazos Abracha Sheberach Moshe Ishal Kim. He was an Ishal Kim as Bnei Yisrael Lifnei Moso. Says the Arachaim. That's the connection between the end of Hazinu and the beginning of. The godless of Moshe Rabbeinu overcoming any personal uh, feelings that he might have and giving a bracha to Klai Yisrael. A connected idea, similar idea is found in the Otsra Satorah on this Pasuk. Source number two, he quotes the Yalkut. Yalkut Shimoni, where Chazal say, Lo zocha Moshe she yikare ish ha'elokim ad shebireches Yisrael. What does the Yal could say? This is the first time in the Torah that Moshe is called in Ishalokim. Right, we say in Tehillim, David Amal called him, Tefil the Moshe Ishalokim. So David Amal calls him Ishalokim. But this is the first time in the Torah he's called Ishalokim. Why was he only called Ishalokim here? Lo Zacha Moshe. He wasn't Zocha. Ad Shabiriches Yisrael. Until he gave a bracha. What does that mean? Go to line six. Harilanu Limud Atzamanorah. This is an unbelievable message. Moshe Rabbeinu, Avanaviyah, Moshe Rabbeinu was the greatest prophet of all time. Right, one of the animamans. 
We spoke about it in Parshas Baaloscha, the uniqueness of Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu spoke to God when he was awake, unlike every other Navi. He brought down the Torah. He did the tremendous Nisim. He left Chai Yisrael out of, out of, the, out of Mitzrayim. And he took, led them for 40 years. Unbelievable. He was in on Harsinai for, altogether, 120 days and nights. 40, 40, 40. 120 days and nights. Right? Unbelievable life. And with all that, with all the Nisim he did, and with all the great leadership he did, he, he accomplished, he was only called Ishalokim after he gave some, another Jew a bracha. After he wished well for another Jew. He's only an Ishalokim, not after he brings the man. He's an Ishalokim after he gives a bracha to his fellow Jew. That's what makes him an Ishalokim. And that's what he says, Why did Moshe wait till the end of his life? Why didn't he do it earlier? Because he wanted to make sure that he, continue, he continues with, a, with another medrash. But that's the message. When he gives somebody a bracha, that's what makes a person in Ishalokim. Thinking of someone else, giving them a bracha. Right? I mentioned in Shul on, um, on Rosh Hashanah night, the machlokas between the Ramah and the Gra about what we wish each other on Rosh Hashanah night, which maybe connects. The Ramah quotes, that we wish each other Lushana Tova Tekasev, period. Lushana Tova Tekasev, that's what the Ramah says. The Mogen Avram quotes the Minog that we're more familiar with, Lushana Tova Tekasev, the Sechasev. You should be written and sealed. But the Ramah only says Tekasev. And the Vilna goes, says the Ramah's right. The Gra's right. Why? Because all this is based on the Gemara in Mesechus Rosh Hashanah, where the Gemara says that there are three books open on Rosh Hashanah the book of Tzadikim Gemurim, the book of Roshayim Gemurim, and the book of Benonim. Right? Three books. And on Rosh Hashanah, the tzaddikim are finished. Nechtavin v'nechtamin la'alter. They're finished. They're l'chaim. And the book of Rishayim, they're nechtavin v'nechtamin l'misa. Right? The Rishayim are also finished. And the benonim, all of us, right, we're tzluyin v'omdin. We are held in abeyance until Yom Kippur and then we either become the tzaddik of the Russia. Not for now, but an interesting question. Some of the posts can ask, what do you need three books for? Just have two. What, in ten days, everybody's going to be in one or the other. So what, you, you need a whole book for uh, for just ten days for the Benonim. At the end, they're going to be in one of the other books. Okay, Kasha, homework. But that's um, but that's that's the the Gemara says. So what is so says the Gra says the Rama and the Gra. Lushana Tova because what happens on on Rosh Hashanah? Only the Ksiva. Most there were Benonim. So we're going to wait. We're going to. It's only the Ksiva. Chasim happens on Yom Kippur. Say so only say Lushana Tova Yet our Minhag. What does the Magen Avraham say? Lushana Tova Tikasev to say Chasim. Even the Hasima, why? So one of two options. Either because the process at least starts now. You're right, the Hasim is Yom Kippur, but it's still the beginning of the Sarasi Bechuva. So still, you wish the Ksiva and the Hasima now is the beginning of the process. Or maybe we're giving a bracha to each other. Right when the year starts, the first night. I'm starting the year by giving my fellow Jew a bracha. I wish that you were at Sadiq. I'm giving you a bracha. You should have the Hasima today. That's what we're wishing to our friends. Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't called an Ishal Kim until he gave a bracha to his fellow Jew. That's the Gavos, right? The opposite of a lot of times we, we, we wash in horror, we say negative things about our fellow Jews. We have to do everything we can to give a bracha. And not only, you know, sometimes the Gemara says that if somebody is Choshet B'Kshem, you owe them a bracha. 
Right? If I say, if I say, who did this? Who did this? And I fault somebody, and they say, no, no, it wasn't me. I owe them a bracha. Not only because I have to make up for the negative. No, we should do ever whatever we can to give brachas to Klal Yisrael, because that will, what will make us anshayelukim as well. Okay. Continuing, another medrash. Another medrash at the beginning of the parasha. We spoke about this a few months ago in Shul, but we'll do it in the parasha here right now. Fascinating. Medrash of Shechter quotes this in his the Hagdama to his Sefer Bikvei Hatzon. The following thought. First he quotes the Medrash in source number three. Medrash Tvarim Rabba. Avraham birechaz Yitzchak. Avraham gave a bracha to Yitzchak. What was the bracha? Dechsev vayitain Avraham es kol asher lo Yitzchak. He gave everything to Yitzchak. Umanasan lo bracha nasan lo keinishenemer vayitain lecho haElokim. Vayitain lecho haElokim. So that's Avraham to Yitzchak. Omad Yitzchak levorechaz Yaakov. When Yitzchak was ready to give a bracha to Yaakov, Amar, Mimakom Shepasak Abba, Mishamani Maschil. I'm going to pick up where my father left off. The bracha that my father gave, I'm going to pick up on it. Abba Hifsik Beyitain, my father, the end of his bracha was Yitain, Beyitain Lacha, Afani Maschil Beyitain, I'm going to use that same word. Shenemar Beyitain Lacha Lokim, or Mishmani, the bracha that we say on, uh, on Moshe Shabbos. How did Yitzchak end his bracha to Yaakov? B'kriya. Shene'amar v'yikra Yitzchak el Yaakov v'yivarech oso. So you use the Lashon of Kriya. Amad Yaakov l'varech az ha-shvatim. Yaakov gets up to bless the Shvatim. Amar e'ni posech el b'kriya. Oh, my father used Kriya for me, so I'm going to use Kriya for my own children. Shene'amar v'yikra Yaakov l'banov. U'bamechasam. And what did he end with? In Parshas v'yachi, b'zos. The word zos he used in his bracha. Shene'amar v'zos asher diber lahem aviyem. The word zos. Oman Moshe levarachas Yisrael. So now when Moshe Rabbeinu gets ready to bench Klal Yisrael, what does he say? Amar Moshe mizkenim esponan. I'm going to get the message from previous. Moshe hizchel levarach m'makam shipazak Yaakov. Moshe said zos. Yaakov said zos. Moshe Rabbeinu says v'zos habracha. V'chasam ba'ashrecha Yisrael micha mocha. And what did he finish? What's at the end of zos habracha? Ashrecha Yisrael, praised are you. The David Pasak Mimakam Shapasak Moshe. Ashrei Hoyish. Beginning of Sefer Tehillim. So what does the Medrash say? That every personality that we have giving brachas, Avram, Yitzchak, Yaakov, Moshe, David, David's not really brachas, but Shevach, they all use the same word as the previous person used at the end of their bracha. That's the Medrash. The question is, what's the, what's the message? What's the Medrash trying to tell us? It's a word game. The word game used the same word, so I'm going to use the same word. What exactly is the message of the Medrash? Cesar Shachter, turning the page. Venire. Shalimud Gadol Boha Medrash Alamdenu. There's a deep, important message that the Medrash is trying to tell us. Sheyesh etzlenu misora. Lo raka prate ha halachas vidiktu keyen. Ela af al shar hanhagas achayim. Our misora that we have, going back generations, is not just about halacha. It's not just about a specific mitzvah, but it's about, it's all-inclusive. Our Mesorah includes ethics. Our Mesorah includes how to give brachas. Our Mesorah includes everything. Ella, she'be Mesorah azos, and here's a key, the key line, lo tamid efshar linkot ba'uso ha'ofan mamish, u ba'uso ha'nusach shenaktu ha'vosein ha'voseinu. But when it comes to Mesorah, what does it mean that we have a Mesorah? It doesn't mean that we do exactly the same thing that our father did and then our grandfather did. That's not what Mesorah means, to copy them. 
Mesorah doesn't mean copying the earlier generations. Because situations change. And history marches on. We live in a different world than the Chassam Sofer lived. The Chassam Sofer didn't have a car, so I can't have a car. It's crazy. Of course you could have a car. There wasn't any, weren't any cars then. He only had two horses, I'm only going to have two horses. No! That's not Misora. If we try to be exactly like them, sometimes if we try to be exactly like them, that would be a change. What Shechler is going to say is that what we have to be in life, we have to keep the Misora of our forefathers of Yahadus. We have to be Mechadshim, but not Mishanim. Mechadshim. We can have new applications of our Misora to the new situations that come up in life. What does Misora say about all the technological advances that we have? But we can't be Mishanim. We can't change. We have to think, what, taking the principles that we have been given, how would they play out? Two examples of this. Two examples in Tanakh where we see there was someone that thought to do exactly like their predecessors did and they were wrong and they were told not. Line 7, where I wrote number 1. Who is even greater than Yitzchak? Yitzchak did everything that his father told him. We spoke about this and Parshas told us. Yitzchak dug the, dug the same wells his father dug. He named them the same names his father did. And what does it say? There was a famine in the land in the time of Yitzchak, just like in the time of Abraham. And what happened? Yitzchak goes to Grar. What does Rashi say there? Yitzchak wanted to go down to Mitzrayim. My father went down to Mitzrayim during the famine. So I should go down to Mitzrayim too. What does Hashem tell him? No, no, you can't go down. You're different. You're in Ola Tzmima. Right? You were Nekar on the Mizbech. You wanted to go down, you can't go down. Line 13. In other words, what did Hashem tell Yitzchak? You can't, you're different. Times have changed. People have changed. You are not meant to do exactly what your father did. You're supposed to follow in the Mesorah of your father. But that doesn't mean copying what he did. It means being a Hemshech to his life. Omar, If you want to do exactly what his father did, he made a mistake. And Hashem corrected him. The situation had changed. The Avram Aviv Gufa, Avram himself. If Avram had been in Ola Tamima, he also wouldn't have gone down. Yitzchak, take the Mesorah with you. Connect to the previous generations. But don't copy them. Right? Use your Mesorah and apply it to your life. You know, it's, sometimes it's challenging to know what's a Mechidish and what's a Shinoi. But again, that's what we have Rebbeim for. That's what we have Rebbeim for to tell us you know, how to apply the Torah into our, into our lives. Okay, that's what we're going to get back to the Medrash in a minute. But now, first we're trying to give another example. Line 15. Yoshua Benun. Tamido Muvak The Taman Muvak. Asher of Torah. The Torah tells us, Yoshua Benun never left the side of Moshe Rabbeinu, even when he was up on our Sinai. He stayed at the foot of the mountain. And yet, what do we read about in Sefer Yoshua, line 17? Moshe did everything. And yet, middle of line 18, Remember what Yeshua said? 
Yeshua said you're not allowed to take it from the spoils of Yericho. Nobody could touch the spoils. And after they conquered Yericho, they sent to Ai, and they lost an eye. Why did they lose? Because somebody took from the spoils. They did the whole Goro, Shevet Yehuda, right? The family, and finally they settle on Achan, right? Achan took from the spoils, and they take care of Achan. And Hakadosh Baruch Hu says, "Cause love Hakadosh Baruch Hu." Hakadosh Baruch Hu Chazal say, "Got upset at Yeshua. It's your fault." Why is it Yeshua's fault? What did Yeshua do wrong? Pirish Rashi in Sanhedrin. Yeshua, it's your fault. I never told you to answer the spoils. I never told you to make it off limits. Who told you that? Who told you to say they can't take from the spoils? And the Marsha says, but what do you mean? Didn't the Gemara say earlier, line 21, When Moshe Rabbeinu, when they conquered lands, when they conquered lands east of the Jordan. He also made the items, the spoils, off limits. So Yeshua was just following suits. So what's the problem? What did he do wrong? Says the Marsha, because not everything Moshe did was Yehoshua meant to copy. Right? It could be times have changed. But now Yisrael, this is the first city they ever conquered. This is the first city they finally, after 40 years, they came into Eretz Yisrael. Maybe they'd want to take a souvenir. Maybe they'd want a lasting, this unbelievable nace, the walls fell down seven times around, chauffeurs. Maybe they'd like to take a souvenir. Maybe they'd like to take something. But Yeshua said, no, Moshe did it, I have to do it. Says, no, that's not what Misora is. Misora doesn't mean to copy. Right, there's a difference. And what changed? Not only souvenirs, but look what he says. The concept of that each Jew responsible for the other Jew that started now. Once they crossed into the crossed the Yardane. right beforehand, it wouldn't matter if somebody else took from the spoils. I wouldn't be responsible. But now we're all responsible. They didn't have the concept of Arvus in the times of Moshe, and because of that, it's inappropriate to put a cherem onto the Jewish people. And therefore, even though Yeshua wanted to, even though Yitzchak Avinu wanted to. That's not what Yom is. So now says Rav Shachter, line 31, That's the message of the Medrash. Moshe, Moshe, what did Moshe do? Yaakov ended with Zos, so I'm going to start with Zos. Moshe says, Yaakov, Yaakov says that Yitzchak ended with this word, I'm going to start with that word. What does that mean? It means that they're not giving the same exact brachas as their, for, as their predecessors. But they are linking to their predecessors. It's not a word game. That just mentions that it's a link to them. Ula Zebo Medrash Lam Deino line thirty one. That's what the Medrash is trying to teach us. Sha'af Shalafamim Behem Shachadoros. Even though in the continuation of generations, Minahechrechulis Shanos Bemixasas Ofanahagas. You have to change. To change what we what the what we do. Right. Moshe Feinstein has a has a tshuva. I should have given it, but he has a tshuva. You can look it up. It's going to be hard to find. Is it Chukos Hagoyim to wear suits? That was what uh, the Moshe was asked. Is a chugos agayim? Is it like what the non-Jews do to wear a suit? Moshe has a shuva like that, Because after all, they're not like our, my grandfather didn't wear my great grandfather didn't wear a suit in the shtetl. So who am I to wear a suit? It's just a chugos agayim. So if Moshe has a has a tshuva, where he discusses that a suit has something to do with avodah zara, a suit is just a proper way to to um, to dress in society today. This is the accepted way of dressing, and it's hundred percent fine and it's appropriate. He can wear a suit. He can wear a tie. He can wear everything. Why? Because Ramosha is telling us 
Just because my great-grandfather didn't wear a suit doesn't mean I don't wear a suit. And it's not Chul Gasagayim. It says, even though you have to change, they didn't use the exact same Nusuchs. That's the message of the Medrash. And he said that's even the Pshat of the Svasemes. The Svasemes writes on a Medrash, on line 35, The Medrash says that everybody has to say to themselves, When will my actions touch my forefathers' actions? Avram Yisak and Yaakov. When will my forefathers touch? And the Veldas, the Olam asks, every Tzaddik has to say, When am I going to be able to do what my grandfather did? How much Torah he learned? Is that possible? Right? We believe that, that maybe they, they reached levels that I couldn't reach. Right? If, I have a, if my, my great-grandfather was the, the, the God of Adar, new shots and posts, came backwards, forwards, must it, isn't it kind of a, a, a audacity to, to say, I'm going to do that? Masa Yagiyu Masa? explains to this Fasemis, no. What does it say? The Medrash, Masa Yagiyu. Yagiyu is Lashen Nigiya. Touching. My actions have to touch my previous generation's actions. It has to be a Hemshech. It has to be a continuation Kodesh Baruch has to be able to look down and say, Ah, oh, what this child is, he's a hemshech from his father and his grandfather. That's what it has to be. He quotes some Yiddish word in English, which a Yiddish word in the parentheses, which I don't know uh, Yiddish so well. My father, they say, spoke Yiddish to me until I was three, but nobody else nobody else did, so it didn't, it didn't last. Even though a person can't do exactly what his forefathers did, you got to be a hemshech. It's got to be a hemshech. And that's what we always have to make sure that we're being mechanshim in our lives, but we're not being mishanim. We have to take the misora that we get from our parents, from our grandparents, from all of our rabbeim, and apply it to the new challenges and life situations that we have. A great example of this, I mentioned this in the DAF a couple weeks ago, um, and it actually came up this week. It came up this week. On Monday, this past Monday, Tzom Gedalia, we had an air conditioner guy in our house fixing, uh, raising the air conditioners in the back. So he walked in, he says, Ah, Shana Tova, Shetekatev, Bekal Asvarim HaTovim. I said, Baruch Hashem, I took to my wife, I said, Look at that. And Eric just saw all the air conditioning guy comes in and says, I should, I should be, I should be written all the good books. I'm like, oh, Baruch Hashem, look where we live. Half an hour later, about to go to yeshiva, the guy comes in and says to my wife, "Could I just have a maim karim bevakasha?" My wife turns to me and says, "You're the rabbi. You take over." <laughs> it was it was some gedalia. So, what do you do? What do you do? Somebody asks you. Obviously, I doubt he ever heard of Song Gedalia. He knows Rosh Hashanah. Everybody knows Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. So after wishing me to be, I should be written in all the good books. So, can I have some water, please? So, what do you say? Gotta, it's one of those one of those shilos that you can't go say. I'll call you back tomorrow, right? So you, got, you need an answer within five minutes, within two minutes. So I thought maybe it's connected to Rishlam Zalman. What Rishlam Zalman? So it's number six. So it's number six. The Ramah writes in Arachayim. The Ramah writes that if I know somebody is not going to wash, I'm not allowed to give them bread. Because that is lifna'iver, that is causing them, that is helping them do an avera. I'm giving them bread, I know they're not going to wash, I can't give them bread. That's the Ramah writing 500 years ago in Krakow. 500 years ago in Krakow, 
if somebody, if a Jew comes to me and wants a piece of bread and I know they're not going to wash, I'm not allowed to give it to them. Lifna either. Rishlomo Zalman was asked in Mincha Shlomo in our century, source number seven, what happens Bizman Hazeh if somebody asks you for some bread? A Chiloni, non-religious person asks you for some bread. It's a Ramah. Let's see the godless of a posek and a posek who understands his generation like Rosh Hashanah Zalman did. In the world of making sure and having our kavanas l'shem shemayim, Choshvani says Rosh Hashanah Zalman, I think, which makes it even all more amazing. He's not basing this on a source. He's basing this on his own halachic intuition. What we spoke about, think back, Parshas Tetzaveh, Halachic intuition of a posek. Rashi there says, Libi Omerli. I'm not sure what the ephod looks like, but my heart tells me it's this. Here's our Shlomo Zalman's Halachic intuition. Choshvani. B'misha ba'ilav oreach hashuv. A great chashuv guest comes to a person. Asheri nenu shomer Torah mitzvahs. He does not keep the Torah. Avaladayin yeshlo ahava l'bnei Torah. You know he's misorati. He like has a good feeling for for religion. He doesn't keep religion, but he has you know maybe Davis is an Orthodox shul, but he you know he has a good feeling for religion and for Torah. V'gam tomech b'mostos tor v'chadome, and he gives staka to Orthodox institutions. V'im balabayis lo yisnai gito benimus hamakubal. If the balabayis will not honor him in the normally and the normal behavior that we do, l'chabed asav amidi to make lomishti to give him some food, give him some drink. Big laws there because after all, hey, I know the Ramah. I'm a big time of I know the Ramah. But Saradin, also Litin Lacho, Elamisha Yodesh, and Oto Yadam of Hey, I know I'm not allowed to do it. Ukamochain, Imafilu Bitsura Mukubedes. Yavakish Menalito Yadam of You know, maybe I'll say in the nicest way possible. You know, we wash our hands before we eat bread. We'll say it in the nicest way possible. It will be condescending. And most of them know it. Anyway. It will appear as if it'll be a Paginus Kavid. He'll be upset. It'll probably make him angry. And it's possible. Because of your little trying not to give him bread, you know what's going to happen? You know what? You're going to distance himself more from Torah. Oh, this is how Orthodox Jews act? They don't offer their guests just because they're not going to wash? Oh, yeah. God, yeah, that's a great, that's a great kid of Hashem. They'll think just the opposite about Orthodox Jews. He's going to generalize and stereotype all those Orthodox Jews are the same. Back to my Choshvani. What I think, you better give him to eat and to drink. It's a Ramah! Says Rosh Hashanah Zalman, that Ramah doesn't apply Bismana Zeh. Aye, it's a Ramah. Right? Because Rosh Hashanah Zalman knew what it meant to be a Bechadish. He knew what it meant to be to Mesorah. Mesorah doesn't mean it's the same exact, and, we, and you need Rosh Hashanah Zalman for this. We couldn't say this. But Rosh Hashanah Zalman says it. Rosh Hashanah Zalman says it. Don't worry about Lifna Eivir. Why? Mishum, da'afshein omer la'adam lasos, yisura zuta. Obviously, we don't tell somebody to do a small sin. The beginning of Shabbos, We might not pass in that way that I, I'm going to do it a small avera to prevent you from doing a big avera. Right? So, meaning the Gemara speaks about there taking bread out of off a of pita, like let's say you make a pita, 
and somebody put pita on the on the on the thing on Shabbos. So he's violating the Nisa If I take off taking off the pita involved the Nisa So I'll do it to save him from the Nisa before it bakes. So Gemara is not sure whether you're allowed to do that. Well, am I allowed to violate the Nisa to save him from the Nisa We usually don't say that. So even though we don't say that, Ezra Shalom Zalman here skipping Benidon Zeh third to last line. The whole issue here is one of Lifnei Iver. Unbelievable. It's Lifnei Iver, just the opposite. In the days of the Ramah 500 years ago, it was Lifnei Iver to give him the bread because he's not going to wash. And therefore, if you don't give him the bread, maybe he'll feel like an outcast and that'll bring him closer and back to religion. Bizman hazeh, it's lifne iver, not to give him the bread. And you have to give him the bread because not giving him the bread will distance him more from God and therefore you have to give him the bread. That's for Shlomo Zalman, a great example of a posek hadar who knew what it meant, misora, to be a hemshech of the generations, applying the same principle of the Ramah, the same yisod, but in the opposite way. Shlomo Zalman, chelik aleph, Simon Lamed Hay. By the way, so I brought the water out. Uh, I figure Rishlam Zalman, I have Rishlam Zalman to rely on. I put it down in front of him. I didn't put it in his hand. I, put, I said, here it is. And he, whatever, and he, I said, he was busy with like shovels and stuff. Say there, Po, say Po. Okay. So figured that um, I had Rishlam Zalman to lean on. Okay. Fight. Okay, we've been on the first Pasik. Let's, let's do another Pasik. Pasik base. Pasik base. Vayomar. Hashem, Moshe Rabbeinu, with the first Pasuk said he's giving brachas. But before brachas, brachas are going to start in a minute. But first, Moshe says, Vayomar Hashem misinai ba, v'zarach misir lamo, Hashem came from our Sinai, and he shined from Seir, hofia mehar paran, vasa mirivaz kodesh, mimino, esh das lamo, fire, mimino, esh das lamo. Talking about a Kaddish Baruch Ask the Meshachachma implicitly, the first of two Meshachachmas for tonight. Zerat Hashem. The Pazik just said that Moshe is giving brachas to B'nai Yisrael. And all of a sudden, Hashem is Sinai Ba. What are we talking about a Kodesh Baruch for? Give the brachas to B'nai Yisrael. Says the Sifri, source number eight. The Meshachachma quotes the Sifri. Magid HaKasuv, Shekhesha Pazach Moshe. When Moshe Rabbeinu started to give brachas to B'nai Yisrael, Lo Pazach L'Tzarchem Shei Yisrael Tchila, Atche Pazach L'Shivcha Shomakom. He didn't give a bracha to Klal Yisrael. He didn't ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu to bless Klal Yisrael through him until he first blessed HaKadosh Baruch Hu. First we give brachas to Hashem. Mashal Amad Avadome, Lili Atar Shahaya Omer Alabima, if somebody, I, my connections is talking to the king for me, right? For, what does he do first? King, you're the greatest. Nice, nice suit today. Well, you look great, wonderful. You know so and so? He's really a great guy. Well, I think you should be nice to him. First, you praise the, the leader, capital L. And then you talk about the, the specifics. And where do we know that from? That's Fa'af, line six, Shmon Esrei. Shmon Esrei. The Ashek Nesakadolo, Mesake Shmon Esrei. We know the structure of Shmon Esrei, which is Doraisa, according to the Rambam. The structure, all the details of the davening of the Rabbanan. The words, the times. But the structure is Doraisa. What's the structure? First comes praise. Shevach, Bakasha, 
Hoda'a. First praising God, then we ask for things. Shavach always comes first. And afterwards, That's the Medrash. So says the Meshachachma, he must have, I mean, he would have known everything all the times of year. But obviously, Zosah Bracha is at this time of year. Says the Meshachachma, this also explains Ad Halacha. Also, we spoke about it last week in Shul. The Gemara says in Mesechas Brachas, I didn't give it to you, but it's quoted here. The Gemara says in Mesechas Brachas that, like we just said, the first three Brachas are Bakasha. Period. Tosvos in Brachas, the Rashba in Brachas, all discuss if the first three Brachas are all praise, then how is it that in a few minutes we're going to dive in Mayriv, Zerat Hashem, and we're going to say in the first Bracha, Zachreinu Lachayim, Melachafetz Bachayim. Right? Remember us for life. Remember us for life, that's not praise. That's Bakasha. How we allowed to add into Bakashas, into the first three brachas of, of... It's not even in the Gemara anywhere. It's nowhere in Shas. It's a kind of the Gaonim. And that's what the Rashba says. I disagree. Rashba says, don't say it. You're adding a Bakashas into Shevach. Not allowed. Says Tosus, no, you're allowed to add it in. Why? Because it's Sarchet Sibur. You're not allowed to add, ask for personal needs during the first three brachas. But for the Tzibur, you're allowed to ask. Why? Why? What's the difference? So the rush there says, but here I'll read it to you from the Meshachachma. Umasha anu omrim baseres he made shuva leimar zachreinu lachayim vechasveinu besever lachayim hakol hu l'shevach Hashem yisbarach. It's all really it's shevach. It looks like bakashas because we're all asking bakasha, but the fact that the entire nation needs Hashem that itself is a shevach to Hashem. Zachreinu lachayim because we want me, want to be alive. Because you're our king. Right? If we don't have Chaim, God, we can't praise you. Right? And that's why we ask for life. And then he has an amazing diuk that the Rishonim don't discuss. In the first three brachas, what do we say? What do we say in the last three brachas, which is thanks, a little more flexible? Uchsov lachayim tovim. We don't say Zachreinu Lachayim Tovim. We just say Zachreinu Lachayim. At the end, we say Zachreinu Lachayim Tovim. Why? Because the first three, you're not really asking. You're asking as a reflection that we need God, and that's a praise of God. So all we need to do is ask for life. That's all we're allowed to do. In the last three brachas, that's more flexible. We're giving thanks. Sim Shalom is also more flexible. It's you have some bakashas related to there too. That's not as 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 rigid as the first three brachas. So there we can already say tovim, give us good life. The first three are pure shevach, and therefore we can't ask for something for us, only for God, and that's why Right? Even without Tovim, there'll be, there'll be those who praise Hashem. We always praise Hashem first, and then we praise others. This was the fault, just Derech Agav, of Malki Tzedek. Here in Malki Tzedek, in Parshas Lech Lecha, after the war of the four kings and the five kings, and Malki Tzedek came out to Abraham to say, Thank you, Vayavarchehu Vayomar. He said to him, Baruch Avram Lekel Elyon, Konei Shemayim Va'aretz. Praised his Avram and praised his Hashem. 
Chazal say he used to be Maki Tzedek Melech Shalem, right? He lost the Malchus because he first praised Avram and then he praised God. No, he first he praised God. First he praised God. So Moshe Rabbeinu as well. Zosa bracha shebirach Moshe b'nei Yisrael Hashem misinai ba right misinai fear me misinai ba fear me aparin etc. First he discusses. First he discusses Hakadosh Baruch Moving right along. Moving right along. Zos Abracha is jam-packed. We're only in the second Pasuk. Lamed Gimel Yudbeis. Let's look at for a moment at the Bracha of Binyamin. The Bracha of Binyamin. Lamed Gimel Yudbeis. The Pasuk says, L'Vinyamin Amar Yedid Hashem. Right? The, the close one to Hashem, the precious one to Hashem. Yishkon Lavetach Chalav. He rests um, with security. What does that mean? He's, he sits with between the shoulders. What does that mean? What does Uncle say? Right? Unkelis on Vayachi and Zosabracha is a commentary and not a translator. That's why he's very valuable on Zos Habracha and Vayachi because it's just you don't know what the words mean so he gives a commentary. So what does Zuvenk Sefav Shachin mean? It means the Shechina was in his lands. Meaning Binyamin got the base of Mikdash. Binyamin gets the base of Mikdash. The Pashas of the Pashas of Zuvenk Sefav Shachin shoulders, right, shoulders are higher than the, the middle part of your, like your body. And that's why David HaMelech, the Pashas said, the, the, the Gemara discusses in his Vachim when he was looking for the for where to build the base of Mikdash, so he was looking on the tall mountains. Hashem says, "No, you got to go down a little bit." Obeying sefav shachin, right? It's, it's between the shoulders. The shoulders are up above, and the base of Mikdash is a little. A little Haramori is not the tallest mountain, not the tallest mountain. Obeying sefav shachin, but again, for us, Uncle says that the um, base of Mikdash is in Binyamin's chelik. Related to this, the Gemara in Zvachim Dafnun Gimel, source number nine, the Gemara tells us that the entire base of Mikdash was not in Binyamin. Really, the border between two Shvatim went right through the Beis HaMikdash. Binyamin on the north, Yehuda on the south. A right, little bit. Went right through it, right through the Beis HaMikdash, the border of Yehuda and Binyamin. But Binyamin had to have, the not really north-south exactly, but Binyamin had to have the Kodesh Kadashim, right, so it wasn't exactly north-south, because that was in the west, and the Mizbeach, and the Mizbeach. Right, based on a pasuk in Vayechi, where it says Binyamin Ze'ev Yitraf, Uncle is there, says the Karbanos. So the Shechina, as it says in this pasuk, and the Karbanos, as it says in the pasuk in Vayechi, Uncle Zayechi has to be a Binyamin, and therefore the Gemara describes that the Mizbeach, though the Mizbeach had a base which went around the bottom of the Mizbeach, which the Kohanim stood on or you know sprinkled towards. There was no base around all four sides. There was a, 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 a base around the north side. There was a base around the west side. But on the east and on the south, it just went indented a little bit. Yotzezayin, to be counted as a base on that side. But really, the, it was a base along the entire north and west, but only a little bit on the south and the east. Why? Because the southeast corner of the Mizbeach, had there been a base there, that would have been in Yehuda. And you can't have any part of the Mizbeach in Yehuda. So, chopped. 
the, there was no base on the southeast corner of the Mizbeach. That's what the Gemara says. The Karen Mizrach is Deromis, Yisod. The southeast corner did not have Yisod on it. My Taima, Amr Abelazar, Because then it wouldn't have been in the Chalak of the Torah. The Torah is Binyamin. Binyamin Ze'ev Yitraf, the Pasuk says. Ate, literally. Went into the Yehuda, so we couldn't have that, and therefore the bottom was cut off. What's so important? So a little bit it will be in Yehuda. What's the big deal? So most of it's in the Binyamin. So medaktik, nothing. No part of the religious experience could be in Yehuda. The Kodesh Kadashim and the Mizbeach, everything in Binyamin. So the Marsha there writes, I heard many years ago, maybe about 20 years ago from um, a little less, Rav Shechter pointed out this Marsha in a shir he gave on Hoshana Rabbah night one year. Marsha there, there's only two pages of Marsha in Zvachim. Only two pages of Marsha in Zvachim. So one of them is right here. Says the Marsha, you know why? Because what does Yehuda symbolize and what does Binyamin symbolize? Yehuda is political leadership. Yehuda is Malthus. Political leadership. Binyamin, Kodesh Kadashim, is religious leadership. Can't mix. The politicians cannot decide religion. That's the message of this halacha. Yehuda cannot have any little mizbeach. He has the lishkas hagazis, right? Mishpat. Mishpat, law. Law, that's connected. But religion, that nothing, not, 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 has to be split. Line 7, where it's underlined. Kahuna, right, Kahuna is Levi, Levi didn't have a portion, but Binyamin and Malchus. Can't have it. That's the king's job. It's the king's job to keep order in society, to make laws, to make everybody get along with each other on a societal level. Okay, continues. Shaul, right, that's a, a topic of a separate shear. How could Shaul be a king? Right, Shaul was the king, but he was Binyamin. That's part of why maybe it didn't work. In the, um, he wasn't supposed to be king, but they all asked for a king. Shearim on, on uh, Sefer Shmuel, hopefully at uh, some point in time. But anyway, so says the Gemara, says the Marsha, Binyamin is separate. Binyamin and Yehuda have to be separate, and that is what we learn from our Unkelis, and the Unkelis in Bayechi, Ubeng Sefav Shachain, he has to have the entire entire uh, Mizbeach and the entire religious aspects. Skipping now to the last Pasuk in the Torah. I am not going to repeat what I mentioned in the past the, about the last Rashi in the Torah, about Moshe Rabbeinu breaking the Luchos, what was the gobbles of that, why is that the last Rashi? Listen to other Shiurim to um, to hear that Vart from B'Shem uh, Rav Gifter. I don't remember exa- exactly who, who it was from. Not for now. But the last Pasuk. All the great, um, awesome acts that Moshe did. Says the Meshachachma. Second to last Meshachachma in the Torah. Mora Hagadol. The great Mora that Moshe did. So the Meshachachma has a comment here. Meshachachma quotes the Ramban. The Ramban in Parshish Yisra. The Rabban there discusses why is it that we have a principle called Asi Dochalos Asi. 
Right? If we have an assay and I'm violating a los assay as I do the assay, it's okay. When here you base amigdash, and we will have vaday tcheles, that everybody's going to agree to tcheles. Now people, some people say it's vaday, some people say it's not vaday. I'm not saying whether it is or it isn't. But let's say then when we for sure have everybody agree this vaday tcheles, at that point I will be able to wear tzitzes that are shatnis, right, along with the strings, bishatnis, because I will have the mitzvah of tzitzes that is docha the the avera of of shatnis, right? There is an avera of cutting off a negat saras. If there is a negat saras, there's an avera to cut it off. But if there is a mitzvah to cut off a piece of skin, let's say bris mila, let's say there's a negat saras on the on the bris mila, you do the bris. Ase docha losase, whatever the case may be. That's the principle of ase docha losase. Comes out many many times. What's the svar for that? Ask the Ramban. Because if you think about it, shouldn't it be the opposite? What's worse, not doing a mitzvah or violating an avera? What's worse? What would you say? Violating an Avera is for sure worse. It's for sure worse. Right? We, do, we just know, I'll give you two, two, two proofs. One proof, one proof is punishments. If you do an Avera, you get punished. Right? You get Malchus. If you don't do a Mitzvah, you just lost the chance to do a Mitzvah. There's no punishment except on two. Right? For 246 Mitzvahs I say, there is no punishment. Only only carbon Pesach and Brismillah. Right, so number one, there's punishments by those I say is I guess not number two. How much money do I have to spend? For mitzvahs I say there are limits. How much money I have to spend? I'm a vazbiz, I'm a vazbiz, I'm a chomish, 20%. For a los I say, I have to give away all of my money, not to violate a los I say. Maybe even an iser durabanan. If I see, if somebody sees their entire silo going up in flames on Shabbos, what could you do? What could you do? You have to give away all your money to buy from violating a, a los ase. Right? So it's obviously worse. So why do we say that if you're doing an ase, that pushes off a los ase? That's the Ramban's kasha. Says the Meshachachma, quoting first the Ramban. You're right, a los ase is more stringent. When you do the action and rebel against God, that's greater than somebody who doesn't do an act. That's true. But what about the other way? You're right, violating a los ase is worse than not doing an ase. But what about doing a mitzvah and not doing an Avera, which is better. It says the Ramban, doing a mitzvah is better than not doing an Avera. Right? It's better, in God's eyes, let's say more valuable, um, wearing tefillin than not eating treif. Why? Why? Let's go to line 8. Here's the famous part. Because mitzvahs I say reflect... When you do a mitzvah, it's because you love God. If I don't do an Avera, that is a reflection of Why? That's the Rambach. That's the Rambach. But now, adds the Meshachachma his own element, which I also heard B'Shem Rav Yosef Engel. I looked a little bit. I'm sure it's there. He has a lot of Ksavim are the same exact message based on this Ramban. Here the last positive in the Torah is talking about fear, Mora. Ulafiza Asi Shapra, line 17. In the base Hamigdash, we have a principle, I'll give it away already. In the base Hamigdash, we have a principle, it says on the last line of the column, 
Ein asi docholosa se shem mikdash. In the base of mikdash, we don't have, apply the principle of asi docholosa se. Why not? Why is the base of mikdash different? Says the Meshachachma, because in the base of mikdash, yira is primary. That's a makom that we really have to focus on yira. Why? Because that's the place where the Shekhinah is Shorah. The Asara Nisim Nasu. And ten miracles happen there every day, as we know. People go there. They see Hashem. It's unbelievable. The Ava is natural. That's why there's a specific mitzvah, Umikdashi Tiro. Fear in the base of Mikdash. Yira plays a central role in the base of Mikdash. That's why you don't say Ashadu Chalosa in the base of Mikdash. Because Yira takes precedence over Ahava there. And if the Svara. For Asi Dochalosa says that Ava is greater than Yira, but this is a Makam of Yira. And if it's a Makam of Yira, then Losa says take precedence over Asais. Big Day Kahuna, right? It might be only Bishas Avodah, that's a good, good question. You have to look up the sources there. I'm sure that we've shown them discuss it there. But you're right, the Avnate. The Avnate, some a couple of the Big Day Kahuna were, were, were Shatnis. Machlokas, so whether it's only Bishas Avodah or Bishas Avodah. So how do, how do you say, what about Inda Asidos Olos and Shiva Mikdash? Got to work it out. Good question. I'm sure there's a good question. If it's such a good question, there's got to be an answer to it. I just, gotta, I just don't know it. Got to look it up. Kibinyane ha Mikdash, second column, Sham Gadol Hatoelas Meha Yira, Beli Asos Mashi Yira Torah. Their Yira is primary Vizet Tam Muskal. And that's a great Vart. That's his way of saying it's a great Vart. On this last puzzle, when you think of Mora of Akadish Baruch Hu, the awesomeness of Hashem, you got to know this part of Yira, Ava, and Yira. In general, Ava beats Yira, and the base of Migdash, Yira beats beats Ava. Okay, I'm not going to do number twelve with you, but feel free. It's the Vilna Gon on the last eight Sukkim of the Torah, an amazing vart, which we mentioned uh, in the past when we spoke about the last eight Sukkim in the Torah. Feel free. We'll mention it again in another year, maybe. I give you the whole thing. Let's end off. With a Rav Zevin. There are two great Rav Zevins. All Rav Zevins are great, but there are two amazing thoughts of Rav Zevin on those Abracha that I saw. One of them, though, I'm saving for a drush on Sukkot. But, the, uh, but those of you who won't be in Shul then, feel free to look it up. But the other one is source number 14. Rav Zevin, this really is the transition thought from the end of the Torah to the beginning of the Torah. Zos Abracha to Bereshus. Le'ene kol Yisrael, Bereshus bar Elohim. So many commentary, commentaries. What's the connection? Right? It starts with the base, ends with the lamid, leave the heart. Right? So what exactly is the connection, the end and the beginning? Saying and knowing are not always the same thing. Sometimes I could say something. I could even mention something and I could hear myself say it. I could even focus on what I'm saying, but it still does not prove that I know it. Even if I say it, I might not know it. And then he quotes the story of the Bardishaver. The Bardishaver, one time when he came from his Rebbe, the Nicholsburg, so, Shalu Chosno, right? His, um, his father-in-law asked him, "New, what did you learn at your Rebbe's house today?" There's the 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 Bar-Dichever. What did you learn at your Rebbe's house? So, what did he answer? He answered, "I and I learned that there's a Boreolam. I learned that there's a Boreolam. There's an Akharish Baruch in the world." Vishalos, line seven. Hey, Mati Yodash, Yish Boreolam. 
Really? You didn't know beforehand? You never knew there was a Boreolum in the world until you went to your Rebbe's house? Hey, Shiva, he answered, no, I believed it, but now I know it. I always used to say it, but now I see him and I know it. We say Shema Yisrael, we say Mechadish Mechol Yotar and Masei Bereshis, but we say it, does that mean we believe it or does that mean that we know it? Saying based on belief is one level. I say it because I believe something. We all know, ma'aminim b'nei ma'aminim. But there's a difference if you know, if you if you could say it, and if you see it. Right? The Bar saw it by his Rebbe. It's got to be re'iyah. Ata says of Zevin, the whole tachlis of all the Yom Narayim, Elo, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, what do we get to? What, the, what do we simchas Torah? Ata we know it. That's what we try to get to, the, the, that level. Right? And that's what's going to come in the future, he quotes. They're going to see it right in front of them. It's going to be so clear. Why do we start right away? Because the prayer, the hope that we have is that in front of all the eyes of the Jewish people, Yisrael, should be Bereshis Baralokim, that is a Boreola, like the Badishavar said. It should be a Re'iyah. It should be a knowledge, not just belief. There's so much that we have to believe nowadays because it's not clear. We believe in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We believe in everything, even though this has to upon Him. And even though we have to, we're Ma'aminim. Ani Ma'amim Because we don't seal so much today. We daven for the day. Every Simchas Torah, why do we start with Bereshus again? Le'enikah Yisrael, Bereshus Baralokim. That's the connection. Bereshus should be in front of our eyes. And the more we focus on the Torah, and the more we learn about the Torah, that Be'ez Hashem will be able to have that Yediyah based on Re'iyah and not just based on Emunah. Shalom B'Zochah to Gemar Chazim Chag Sameach, and Be'ez Hashem will see each other again. See each other. Hear each other. See each other. Um, Wednesday, Parshas Voracious.